Hey guys, Josh here. Just want to apologize before the podcast starts for the audio quality. I know there's a few issues with the audio in this one. Uh, it's Hadley's fault, not mine. We'll try and get it right next week. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Previously on Prison Break. In 2009, Josh and Hadley were friends at high school, co-hosts of a radio show, and massive fans of Prison Break. Now in 2017, Josh lives in Australia, Hadley's in New Zealand, and Prison Break is back on TV, so they have an excuse to talk again. Warning. Contains Prison Break spoilers. Uh, do I have enough battery to do this podcast? It's a, it's a real fun game. Opening Skype and also opening a fresh bottle of soda water. Oh, she's a bubbly one. Hello. It's one of those ones where like, you open it and then you have to like, close it and open it and close it again. Until finally... Oh, <laughs> that was a close one. But not quite. Boom, she's open. I'm in. <laughs> Yummy. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. How, How you doing? doing? Oh, man, this is does not bode well re-lag and uh, podcast conditions. Oh, really? You're, you're getting lag as well? Well, I mean, I feel like we just said, hey, how you doing, at the exact same time, and then the waited for the other to respond. So it seems to be working okay for me. Okay, cool. Well, let's just power on. Okay, so here's what we've learned, all right? We suspect that Michael Schofield, straight, straight into business, have you had a good week? Yeah, cool. So Michael Schofield, we suspect, has worked for the CIA this whole time. That's what they're trying to tell us. Uh, and he's been to Egypt with his whip hand boy, um, his whipping boy. Um, they've been to Egypt, they've done all sorts of jobs together, and um, the whip boy loves him. Um, we also know that the people who uh, shot Sarah's new husband in the leg uh, work for a man called Poseidon, who is also the same person that the big boss bad guy terrorist, uh, he also has links with him. But also, do, do we suspect that they are government agencies as well? We don't know. Michael Schofield was also set up by the CIA uh, in the exact same premise to burn notice, uh, where they set him up with an identity and uh, and they burned him. They gave him a burn notice. Yeah. Uh, can I talk? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done for the, like, the next half an hour, man. Like, it's your podcast from here. Cool. Welcome to the Josh and Hadley Show, everybody. <laughs> uh, my name's Josh, and that was Hadley. And we do a weekly podcast where we talk about Prison Break. And this week we watched episode three of Prison Break. And I really liked it. I mean, fine. Um, like, I'm, so, I'm not frothing. And here's my problem. And I think I found out my main problem today. Because I was like, oh, this is like good drama and whatever. We're three episodes in. I can't tell you. Except unless they were in 
the original show. I can't tell you anybody's names, and I don't know anything about anybody. I think, yeah, I, I noticed that as well, actually. Exactly the same thing. And I felt that he was getting his Fox River 3 ready to break out, and, and they hadn't really done much on them. But I, I started, towards the end of that episode, I think they did a lot more in, in the way of explaining who these guys are. So there's not just a random excuse my bigotism, Asian dude in the cell with him, uh, a random, you know, Eastern European guy in the cell with him, a random whip hand guy in the cell with him. But Very they, diverse cast. They did, I think they attempted to start making you need to care about these guys. And I'm guessing because the attempt to escape failed, that's going to be something they explore more going forward. Um, honestly, I didn't expect to say this, but I really enjoyed that episode. I was I was actually engaged the entire 40 three and a half minutes the parts that i wasn't super keen on was all the stuff with lincoln burrows that's another story but the rest of it the michael stuff i was i was all on board with that i don't know it's, cool. it could bring a different perspective to this podcast but I, I felt good about that the thing i did want to mention i want to start with is old money bags lincoln um again <laughs> can i talk go um... <laughs> Money bags, Lincoln. Just, just throwing the dollars around. And also, we learned that um, T Bag pretty much just came out and said that Canyon Artist bought from his robot hand, um, which he's now wearing a glove on. It's not a skin colour glove like I predicted, <laughs> but it's still a glove that saves a fair bit of the ski um, glove. Um, but so Michael bought him a new hand. So Michael was a money bags boy as well. Did Michael buy him a hand? Did the CIA buy him a hand? Um, either way, I don't know or like what they're doing with Lincoln, and I just want to reiterate that Dominic Purcell is the number one enemy of the Josh and Hadley <laughs> show. I don't think that's been on a canon podcast yet. Okay. Um, it's part of the greater Josh and Hadley cinematic universe. Josh and I had a chat uh night before last. Um, and mm. We haven't spoken for a week. Oh, mate, <laughs> I'm going to peel back the curtain just a little bit and go, we had a chat, um, mainly just sort of working out, um, um, I don't know, just just, just some, just talking about like mainly interviews that we've seen and some of the uh, the greater prison rate marking stuff, but we'll release um, all of it um, over the next week or so. Completely unedited. Um, completely unedited. Um, well, maybe like broke it up a little bit because it, it was a long chat and it was disjointed. But in that, uh, we established, for uh, deep fans of the show, we established that Dominic Purcell is mainly the biggest thing that is disappointing us at the prison break this season. Yeah. He did a quiz, along with uh, the rest of the cast. I don't want to go into it, because we've already covered it off in extensive detail. <laughs> but essentially, Dominic Purcell doesn't know anything about prison break. <laughs> no, he just turned up on set. Read his lines and then went back to his trailer for a smoke. What they gave Dominic Purcell a joke in this episode. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about you know the one I'm talking about? Refresh my memory. Uh, it was the one where um, he's throwing his money around and he's like, "All right, well, you get me those tickets uh, out of here, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, I'll pay for all of the kids in in Yemen to get out." And she's like, "I think that's just what you want." And then he says. You're mistaking me for somebody who has a heart. Yeah. For something stupid. Oh, he doesn't like have that. a heart. He's the bloody Tim man. He yeah, I don't know. I honestly I just I don't know where he's getting all his money from. I think he's got some sort of secret life he's leading. 
I think that that lady Sheba is just a completely shoehorned love interest for him. Um, I think it's been blatantly obvious since episode one. I don't know if you've picked up on that. I, 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 I think, Sasha, I hope I called it in episode one of the podcast. I'm like, nah, that's that's happening. Oh, there's um, just there's no question that, that that's not going to be a love interest after episode, let's say five. Um, yeah, there's there's clearly that's her whole purpose of being in the show. Um, yeah, you know what I'm going to call now. Sorry, this is just disjointed, but on making big calls, I call that Jacob is actually a bad guy, and he's working for the company or Poseidon or whoever this may be. Cool, I like that. I, would, I just want to make that now. I, I feel like that guy as a new actor, and I, by the way, you haven't seen our other episode, the the, the bonus content. Uh, I'm on team Camp Jacob now. I think it's called, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm all for that guy. He knows his prison break. Um, Lincoln Burroughs doesn't. But I think he's going to turn out to be a bad guy um, just because he's been given way more scenes than he ever should have been given just to be... Mm-hmm the boyfriend or the husband who's going to get shot. And it, like, that just doesn't make any sense to me from a storytelling perspective, unless they're just meandering. But I feel like there's more to that guy. Why would they hire an actor who is sure he's not, he's not a huge actor, but he's well known in some circles. Um, like he's a name, right? he's not just a nobody. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like there's going to be more with him. Um, well, even if he's not a bad guy, there still at some point has to be some kind of drama where Sarah has to choose between old and new. Nah, I think it's oh, there's no choice. It's definitely Michael. And I, the reason is because I, I think Jacob's going to be, he's been spying on her, he's been keeping tabs on her, whatever it may be. Do you think also it's no choice because he's really boring? He is incredibly boring, but he, he tries. Yeah. He had more hey. lines than he ever like he ever should have though. He's had more lines in the season than Sucre did. I mean, it's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, we saw Sucre. To be honest, seen... he's probably had more lines than C Note. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he even even um, Camp Jake could have a little monologue and stuff about game theory um mm-hmm. but here's something uh that was uh, a payoff i think the bottled water rant mm-hmm. was just a way for him to uh to get his fingerprints uh context uh Calaman had his big beef with bottled water with sarah and then uh sarah's fingerprints get used to hack her own phone and then she has a flashback to the bottle of water. Is that a crazy thing? Like, you imagine all of the things that she touches. Instantly, she assumes that. Yeah, I guess she was... It is ridiculous. I I, I get it. But she was suspicious of him in the first place, and he made a really big point about the bottle of water, and we we picked up on it, so it's conceivable that she she might have. I'm glad it had a payoff. You know what is a great thing, though? Because it might not have had a payoff. That's... We just saw, like that flashback and we assume that that's what she was thinking of. Mm-hmm. We don't know that it was him and we don't know that it was that <laughs> bottle of water. It could have just been from like literally anything else that she touched. Like they had agents inside her home. Like sure. they could have lifted anything from her. And it just turns out that Paul Kellerman is still just a big bottled water freak. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's an even better theory. I think, yeah. In terms of exposition though, and, and picking that, I think that was, uh, it was cool. I, I thought it was an interesting payoff for that weird scene that was in the second episode. 
Um, yeah, it's I don't know the teabag stuff. I think I I still don't understand why he's in this season. I think I think he's just been chucked in there to be utilized because it's him. I feel like they're yeah. underutilizing him in a massive way. He's completely different character, and uh, I don't know. I like the idea of like him being with with Sarah on that team, kind of, and and being like, hey, you're gonna go and talk to Kellerman. You're gonna ask him these questions, and he was just like. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was actually my peak for this episode. Right, uh, was uh, in that scene after uh, I think after she says you go talk to Callum. There's a shot, and it's cut down just from behind his head, and you see a vein on his head, and it looks yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a snake. <laughs> I saw the vein. I did see the vein. I liked the vein as well. Snake vein. That was my peak of my episode. Good job, man. It wasn't. It wasn't quite my peak, but it was. That was good. Yeah. Do you like snake vein, dear? Snake vein, look, yeah, I think we can get that one off the ground. Um, I know that you're Camp Jacob, um, but I'm going <laughs> to officially say that I'm on the uh, the snake vein train. <laughs> oh, very good. I'm riding front and centre, right, I'm shoveling coal right at the front of the snake vein train. I like, I like how I can see just how happy you are with yourself right now as well. <laughs> just for, for the listeners' sake. We can. We've decided to use a different application to communicate. Why am I saying it like that? We're talking over Skype. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> if people know how to download a podcast, you they know what Skype is. You don't have to say application. You don't have to say app. Um. It's been a long day. We're using Skype, and uh, we're in the twenty first century now, and we can see each other, which is fantastic. It means that you can see me in beard here, and uh, I can see Hadley in the uh, Josh and Hadley recording studio. <laughs> Yep, it's uh, my closet with some, uh, am I spoiling the magic here? It's my closet with some blankets thrown up uh, over the doors uh, for soundproofing. Um, Humble beginnings, my friend. Yeah. Um, so my peak was yes. the scene where Lincoln Burroughs punched Isis Sky in the face so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just... Just so ridiculously over the top. Lincoln Burroughs smashed the door down and then proceeded to punch the guy in the face like eight mm. times. Um, and I think it's worth noting that it's a, um, he's half blind. Uh, Lincoln <laughs> was just beating on a vision impaired man. And then, yeah. you, know, you know the old saying, don't kick a man while he's down? Um, he did. Well, Lincoln doesn't know that saying. He did um, a <laughs> lot of times. I thought it was just, yeah, it made me laugh. And if a peak doesn't make you laugh, then it's not a peak. Oh, well, guess what Snake Vein did? <laughs> Snake Vein made me feel things that I haven't felt. It stirred emotions. I laughed, I cried, but I also fought oh. um, a lot. Um, and, and if a peak doesn't make you do that, then it's a not very good peak. I did notice Snake Vein. I feel like that wasn't an acting choice, though. From Robert Nepper. I think Snake Vein is his face. <laughs> I think it was a casting choice uh, from the casting people. Um, years ago, they foresaw it. They had the foresight to know that um, over the, the, the 10 years, uh, 12 years since they started the show, um, he was going to age in a way that would pro provide f fruits on his face. Um, and the fruit of his labor is the proof in the pudding. It was um yeah it was good, I think. 
This is this is definitely the best episode that they've had. Like by a long mile, in my opinion. Here's a question for you, re Lincoln Burroughs, just wailing on ISIS no, boy. No, that's fine, yeah, yeah. Is this a metaphor, do you think? Where Lincoln represents the United States and that guy <laughs> represents just ISIS. <laughs> and like this is this is the Fox propaganda to go like this is how we do it. I did it definitely feels a little bit like that. I think the way Yeah, just he's such a beefcake kind of guy that <laughs> I just it could be. Honestly it could be. I think I I like the idea of Lincoln Burroughs fighting ISIS. Because if we had this conversation seven years ago, you'd think we were crazy by saying like, yeah, the, the, the brothers are going to go and fight terrorists. Yeah. Like that's where the prison break plot is. And I think that's just <laughs> so insane that it got from, from Fox river to there. And yeah. Yeah. Lincoln Burrows. If anyone asks me, if I start explaining the prison break, um, premise yeah. from people, um, and you know, I get given a, a certain time frame or, or whatever. I'm gonna. This is how I'm gonna explain it from now on, given the information that I now have. It's about a brother who breaks himself into prison to break his brother out, so he can leave and become a CIA agent, traveling through the Middle East fighting terrorists. Now tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you're 100 percent correct. <laughs> That's exactly what's happened. The the CIA stuff was quite interesting, right? Like I dismissed it at the beginning of this episode, but. When we're talking, uh, but it's it's like it sounds like they've broken out of multiple prisons and they've just been they've been obviously recruited Michael and and this whip guy to uh, go around and get people out of prisons. Yeah, I see. I don't know whether it was just prison related or um, I mean, come on now, that's that's Michael's thing. But like, he's got other skills um, and he's kept the same guy around for four years. It's kind of cool. Well, I think didn't they say that they'd been in that specific prison for four years? Ah, uh, I would have to rewatch the episode. Uh, you should, <laughs> but definitely like four. I don't know if it was that prison for four years, or they've just been around for four years. But I mean, you'd assume. Wow, Josh, you've just pulled out. What is that? Ice tea? Uh, yeah, no, it's ice cube. <laughs> Get out. You're just pouring a tea. Yeah, nice. Um, it's, it's, it's bigger as your head. Um, <laughs> I guess we would assume with the whole faking of the death thing and the the going away that Michael has been like recruited and like working like since he died. Yep. Eight years ago. Um, let's say there's a training period and a and a period where they had to convince him to to do it. Um, nah, let's not. <laughs> let's let's just say he dives straight in. <laughs> Why is he working for the CIA? What do they have on him? Or what do they... Um, like, how how is this possible? It's, it must be something to do with keeping Sarah safe, I'm guessing. Um, they, they must have something on her, potentially. And he's trying to protect her in some way. It seems like that was his motivation by the end of this episode, was protecting her. So... Uh... I'm, I'm guessing that's the only thing that's motivating. We didn't care about his brother that much, so. Yeah. Also, do we assume uh, that he knows that he's being recorded the first time Lincoln saw him in prison? Because they got face-to-face, 
and Michael couldn't do a bit of, hey, um, I've uh, pretended to be a terrorist, but I need to bust out of here. I could really do with a bit of a hand right now. Um, can't really talk because I'm in a prison. There's lots of people around, but um, I'm going to send, I, I throw uh, notes out to this kid who calls me the bubblegum man because I also give him bubblegum. <laughs> Even though like it was a push to try and get some bubblegum previous in the episode where I had to make a prison uh, lighter, but don't even worry about that. Essentially, I don't have to go through uh, this kid anymore. I'll just go through you. I'll throw some notes out my window. Wink, wink. I'll write them in English because I know you're going to be standing right outside. Um, I'll communicate this. Um, look, we don't have to talk now. We'll catch up soon. But thank God you found me. I'm alive. So good to see you, man. All right, I'll talk soon. I couldn't do that. Like, there was... there was. He knew why... they were recording. You mean, like, when C-Note was recording him, right? Well, I mean, I think he can be cool with C-Note. Uh, why... Um, why couldn't he just go like, "Hey guys, you know what was stopping him no, from from?" No, no, no. But I'm just trying to I'm just trying to clarify. Like you're you're talking about like C note recording him, or you're talking about the cast of Prison Break filming Prison Break. <laughs> <laughs> like how far how far in this are we going? How deep? No, I, uh, Michael Schofield. Either way, uh, the he barreled both he... cameras. <laughs> yeah, either way. Yeah, <laughs> right down. You go wink, wink. I'm back. Um, no, either way, like, he knew, why didn't he say, in that scene where C-Note is recording, why didn't he just do a direct address to Lincoln as opposed to both direct addresses to cameras that he did? Why didn't he just say, hey man, like, this is what's going on? Did C-Note having a camera, did he get camera shy from that? Or, or was it because there were other people in the prison watching? What was his deal? I'm not sure. I just actually thought of something then when you were talking about it, but it must be to do with keeping up his appearances because of this Poseidon character or whoever he's working for to break out uh, head of ISIL or, or whatever it is. I'm guessing there must be some sort of appearance he has to keep up there. The thing I don't understand is if that is the case, why did he send T-Bag the letter in the first place? Why did he pay for T-Bag's hand? Why did he get Link to come to ISIS territory? Why did he get why did he start passing notes to Link outside of the context and say, hey, by the way, I was a dick, but I need you to help me still. Yeah. And actually, you know what? These are all questions that um, are actually kind of exciting and go like, sweet. Like, they, this, this show actually has layers and legs, as opposed to some of the questions that I started asking in season one going, this is just stupid. Why, uh, why is Sucre in this for, for two seconds? Um you know, like these, like cool. Like here are actual questions mm-hmm. that make me want to come back and watch the show, and yeah. I'm actually becoming slowly, genuinely interested, rather than feeling like I watched the first one, was outraged by uh, um, how silly it was, and then <laughs> locked myself into making a podcast, forcing myself to watching the remaining episodes. Look, man, there was always a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I wanted to know whether it was good or not, and there's only one way to find out. Yeah, and we've, I mean, it's our duty now to let everyone else know whether or not it's good. And if it is good, then everyone else is the fools for not making this podcast. I mean, like, we will give credit where credit is due, and I feel like when it is good, we'll say that. When it's a bit silly, we'll call it on it. And when things pay off, like possibly uh, Kellerman's drink bottle, we'll go, okay, I see what you did there. So, 
honestly, I, I actually really enjoyed this episode of Prison Break. I think it's better than a lot of television that I've watched in recent months. That's not saying a lot, but I would be willing to give this one a four Fox River inmates out of eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, question. You mentioned compared to a lot of other TV shows you've watched of late. Yeah. What are they? What are you stacking it up against? Most recently finishing season seven of The Walking Dead, which I was immensely disappointed by. And and that is probably one of my favorite television shows on air at the moment that's currently mm-hmm. playing. So that was, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big deal that, that this sort of has engaged me a little bit more than that. Okay. Is that... Is that it? Is it the only show? What else you got? It's the only one worth mentioning. Okay. Um, and the four inmates are Sucre, mm-hmm. Haywire, Tweener. Yeah. And Teabag. Wow, okay. That's a that's a mixed bag. That's a high that's a high four. Yeah, no, that's um, a that's a solid four. Like it's a solid two with a kind of average two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which if you were um, if it was a if it was swimming sports, that's a pretty good score. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if if it's the uh, the high school swimming sports, um, you know what was one of the worst times for me as an athlete was uh, <laughs> high school swimming sports. Where um, I was so slow a swimmer um, <laughs> because I was uh, a little chunkier in my uh, early years. Nah, um, never. Uh, uh, well, no, yeah. There's photographic evidence. I can't, I can't shy away from that. Um, I'm not the the svelte um, Baywatch esque hunk you see before you today. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but they. Um, started the next race. I was the last person in my race, and they started the next one because, like, far out, we got a, we got a time, time, we got schedule. Come on, Hadley. <laughs> Hadn't even finished my lap, and they started the next one. No one finished before I did, though. So, shame on them for trying to lap me. Yeah, high school sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and if we've yeah. got any um, high school students listening out there, just know that. It gets, it gets better, better, and then it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in a musical recently. Um, the soundtrack will be about available um, next week. Well, we'll post a link when it is. Um, but there is a line in that musical um, in a song called "It Gets Better," right? Where it's a young high school student asking a, a recent uni grad and saying, "It gets better, huh?" And uh, the sign, the, the song ends with. It gets better, but it also gets worse. So it kind of just stays the same. Discuss. I I can't see you anymore. Yeah, I saw the light my uh, my webcam uh, flashing, but you can hear my voice, and um, I, I I said something. Um, oh, there we go. So um, yeah, no, it does get better, but then it it gets worse and then it gets better again and then it kind of just goes like that until you die well that's yep (laughs) that's the ultimate conclusion do you think when people first started listening to this podcast 25 minutes ago yeah they thought that they're like oh here's a fun chat about prison break and now we've got to what do you think happens when you die um no (laughs) 
Uh, cool. What do you think happens when you die? A classic silent pause there. You like that. Um, yeah. What did you, what did you rate this episode? Um, okay. We can have, we can have our, uh, afterlife chat and we can save that for maybe a a bonus episode. Oh, no, Uh, you can continue if you want. That's, that's fine. Um, um, well, let me just rate it real quick. I'll cover that off seeing as this is first and foremost, a, a prison break episode, uh, a prison break podcast. I'm going to rate it, um, I'm going to rate it three good inmates. Like, I'm going to give it, um, a f- I'm going to give it a microscofield. Oh, wow. Um, Straight off the bat. Yep, yep. But I'm going to give him a microscofield, but then also I'm going to give it, um, the Sucre's cousin who doesn't quite make it over the wall. <laughs> That's, the, that's one of the worst ones you could have given it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So not even Fox River 8, but um, uh, like he's still he's still part of the gang. I don't think he counts. Um, I think he's... So I think you're only rating it two, then, if you're including him. It's like a Fox the, River... You're giving it a two Fox River inmates out of eight, plus Sucre's cousin. Yeah. Which it's brings the score down. Well, it's, a, it's two, but it's like a Michael Schofield is one of them. Mm. Um, and... Um, I'm going back with John Abruzzi is is the other one plus nice. Michael Schofield's cousin. Yeah, that's not a bad uh, sorry, lineup. Sorry, Sucre's cousin. Yeah, it's not a bad lineup. I, I think that's that's a solid score. I'm also gonna throw in um, who's the uh, the CO not Balak, not Brad Balak, who we love, but like his friend Gary. I'm gonna throw him in the mix as well. What even happened to him? Um. Well, when Balak. Uh, got flushed out of the um, Los Angeles uh, flooding systems. Gary actually went looking and found um, the body, and um, he got a mysterious letter in the post from a um, from a doctor. Um, and he asked the doctor, "Who's this from?" He said, "No one." Uh, well, it's Greek for no one, and he gave Brad Balak a new soul. And Brad Ballack came back to life, and he was just like Brad Ballack from season one, kind of confident, happy with his job, um, kind of just happy with life. Um, not the, the the beaten, broken man we saw in season four. So you don't remember what happened to him? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that, that brings us over to our other regular segment, which is... Um What's Michael Schofield doing this week? Um, well, you know what? I feel I've, like you I've, should probably try and say that in unison, maybe, instead of just having me say it. Nah, I mean, with Skype, it's never going to happen. Um, here's what I think. I know there's been a lot of chat about um, CIA and the fact that he's been working uh, with uh, Whip Hand and uh, mentioned that this Poseidon character, or the, or the powers that be, put him into prison to break the main ISIS leader out of prison um, for foreign policy. Future editing Josh interrupting the podcast. Uh, sorry about this. Unfortunately, Hadley's audio uh, cut out in this section of the podcast, so we had to stop recording and then start recording again, uh, hence why it's a little bit disjointed. 
But while I've got you here, because I'm convinced that Hadley doesn't listen to any of these episodes after he's recorded them, Hadley, if you're listening to this, give me a text message and just let me know you're listening to it. Thanks, buddy. All right, back to the show. So I know that's all well and good. I think Michael Schofield is still just straight up ISIS. <laughs> I hear what they're saying. I know that they're throwing some some uh, red herrings in there. They're doing some classic classic prison break uh, bait and switch, uh, a bit of misdirection. But Michael Schofield. Uh, is still uh, disenfranchised with the American government, and he wants to take them on and uh, show them uh, who who's the, who is the pants in the relationship. And it's Michael Schofield, and uh, the pants he's wearing are loose-fitting pants that aren't too hot in the sun and in the sand because he's lives in the Middle East and he's ISIS. So it's just more Fox propaganda. Anyone can become ISIS, even this white guy. Absolutely. Don't let your friends and family get radicalized. Buy a gun. <laughs> this message has been sponsored by Fox. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. I think um, I'm, I'm happy for you to stick to your theory. Uh, I'm not going to put forward a theory this week. Okay. Conservative, but I respect that. Yeah, I, I feel like you already know my theory from everything I've already discussed in this episode. Um... We gotta wrap this up, but um, I wanna I wanna ask though before we do, how, how okay. was your week? How was your Easter weekend? I mean, I was thinking about that just today when I went to the supermarket and saw the discount Easter eggs. Um, I got a single Easter egg for Easter. Now it was like a big one, and and it was like it was a good size, um, but it's almost like. I don't know. Should I go home for Easter? Is that is that what the world is telling me? Because who gives friends like casual Easter eggs? Is that a thing? Do people give people presents for Easter? We always have. I think it's just been a, a thing we do in our family, though. You get like a mm. you get like an egg, and then you get like yeah. a little gift as well. So me and my girlfriend do that. We we get you give each other a gift and an egg. But this year, we kind of just decided. Let's just buy, like, four eggs, and we'll just share them instead of secretly picking out eggs for each other. Yeah, right. See, our family was the same growing up. Um, you'd, get, you'd get, like, eggs. It'd always be, like, an Easter egg hunt mm. um, and, and presents and stuff. Um, but now that I'm an I'm a Aucklander boy, and <clears throat> uh, I uh, was actually sort of home alone. Um, I had no one in my household... All Easter weekend, um, just Sorry, didn't really. Uh, was that ever, or did you say something else? I said, oh, uh, well, depending on where. Have anyone in your household? Um, I didn't have anyone in my household over the Easter weekend. Um, you live alone. So, uh, I mean, this <laughs> during Easter weekend, yes. Wait, so um, wait, you're always, you're always alone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always alone, and um, I'll, uh, I'll, I live alone, I'll die alone. <laughs> Have a great week, man, and um, I'll talk to you next week. Can we talk before next week, maybe? Not a minute sooner. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Josh and Hadley Show. Uh, don't forget to email us, because no one has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
also, if you want to get in touch, email us um, or join our Facebook group. Oh, actually, on a more serious note, thank you very much uh, for... <laughs> thank Thank you very much, Apple. Sorry, I'm going to stop you there. On a more serious note than me dying alone, yeah, now take it from here, Josh. Go ahead. No, no, don't worry. That's bonus content. On a, um, on, a, on a serious note, thank you very much, Apple, for uh, approving for our podcast to be on iTunes. Yeah, that is exciting times. That's an accomplishment. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> all right, just me. That's all right. Sorry, I was drinking my soda water. I'll... Um Slow clap. Thank you. So, how good is that? <laughs> Everyone, make sure you go out and uh, like the... What do you do on iTunes again? You you, uh, you give us a... Rate and review. And then you yep. write um, something really nice. At the moment, we have one fantastic review um, by Hadley. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, thanks, Hadley, for doing that. That was really good of you. Um, but we need more so that we can... Uh, what is it? It's like you can get a better... Oh, um, mate, you're making us sound desperate. Like, if you want to review it, do it. We are desperate. If you don't, like, that's cool, man. Just, just, I don't, you can smoke if you want. I don't even care. Just, just do whatever you want. Hadley's being cool, Dad. I'm being admin, Dad. But we do need your help ranking and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. I'm smoking right now. I don't even care. I'm smoking, smoking a marijuana cigarette. So uh, if you want to participate in the podcast, Send us a message. Uh, Daniel Lee, if you're listening to this, good job. How do you think Daniel Lee is today, Hadley? I like to think Prison Break's just come out. He's loving it. He's frothing. He's uh, having a, a, a sunshine day. I think he is. Shout out to Daniel Lee. Um, anything else? Um, I'm I'm happy to go out on a shout out to Daniel Lee and um, talk to you next week. All right. I love you, man. Hey, I love you too, man. Have a great week. Roll credit music. <laughs> Great, I'm turning off my mic now. Don't miss out on anything. Subscribe right now to stay in the know.